Hi, it's so great to have your company on this episode of Need to Know Nutrition. Our guest for today is nothing short of amazing. He is a crazy talented actor, singer and dancer. You may know him from Australia's first series of The Voice, where he was picked to be a core member of Team Seal. He has such an amazing performance history, including the Australian premiere of High School Musical, playing the lead role of Sonny Malone in Xanadu, stealing hearts as Sonny in Grease the Musical, and that's just to name a few. Today, I have the privilege of chatting to Sam Ludeman, performer, absolute stud, and all-round humble, honest, kind, and inspiring human. Sam is also one half of the band Sam Sam But Different. I know, what a rad name. Sam and his mate Sam have released a single called My Friend, which hit number one on iTunes. Today I chat with Sam about his career highlights and how it all came about, but also how he uses nutrition. This season of Need to Know Nutrition is all about how people with interesting careers use nutrition. This could be diets, meal prepping, organization or disorganization. It'll be an insight into the success, the flops, the pain and the pleasure when it comes to honest accounts of nutritional health. And Sam is ridiculously honest. It's part of his charm. I'm very excited to introduce today's guest. Not only is he a superstar, but he's also a lovely old friend of mine. Sam Ludeman, welcome to the show and thank you for being here with us today. Hey, Belinda. Thanks for having me. Now, I've been starting each interview with a good old-fashioned podcast icebreaker, which is the Fast Five Questions, but I've decided Ah. to leave those for the end of our interview today and instead get straight into the serious stuff. So if you're ready, Sam, let's do it. Let's go. Jump in. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you make your way to musical theatre? I made my way into musical theatre through high school, I guess, where I, uh, the drama teacher, Miss Amy Porter, was like, oh, why don't you go in the school musical and I'll give you good grades, bit of blackmail there. And um, I did my first musical, which was Hello, Dolly. And I actually, you know, I was a bit of a troublesome kid and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And that is actually where I guess I kind of first was like, I really like performing. I like being around all these girls. I like um, dancing and being an idiot. Um, so I think it started there, but then, uh, after I finished year 12 and I'd done a couple more musicals, that's when I realized I wanted to go to Ballarat uni where I met you Yay! and <laughs> so I took, took a year off and then, uh, studied, yeah, bachelor of arts in music theater in Ballarat. What is your favorite show? If you can, in fact, only choose one that you've performed in so far post Ballarat uni. Post Ballarat uni. Oh, I'd have to say, even though it closed early and unfortunately wasn't produced very well, um, Xanadu was absolutely my favourite kind of show because not only was I the lead role and so it wasn't really about that, it was just the show was hilarious. It was one act. It was very funny. My character was heaps of fun to play. I got to roller skate um, and sing all these kind of more pop songs, not music theatre songs where I've always been a bit more of a, a pop rock singer, pub singer. Um, so I'd say that one for sure was my favorite. That is awesome. Did you have to learn how to skate or could you skate already? I could skate already. I was a big, big skater actually when I was younger, um, and nearly in a way, uh, headed up to Melbourne early when I was 16, uh, to, because they were going to offer me sponsorship, Roche, the rollerblade brand. Wow. Um, I used to do like tricks and flips and stuff on my roller, rollerblades. Um, and they kind of 
caught wind, but mum wouldn't let me leave school. So thanks, mum. I'm glad. <laughs> Learning yeah. something new about you every day, Sam Ludeman. That is very yeah. cool. <laughs> now, you've had a stellar musical theatre career thus far, and no doubt there's much more to come. I know you've always been passionate about your health. So can you tell us the top three things you did during your performances to make sure that you stayed in tip-top shape? Well, there's no substitute for sleep um, and there's no, no magic pill you could take or anything like that. So I used to find if I, you know, if I really wanted to make sure I put on a good show and kept my voice in tip-top condition, sleep was probably the most important. Um, obviously then heaps of water, and but you know I kind of put food and water just putting good things in uh, probably second and then third is something more was, uh, yeah it was not as important but I still felt really helped was steaming my voice like I never really wanted to do it but I had my mate bought made me buy this little like little portable steamer and once I had that and it was easy just like it really did kind of feel like it kind of decongested and really opened my lungs up and really helped my voice as well. So they're probably the three biggest tips that actually I think work. Now, I understand that a performer's schedule is a little all over the place. So rehearsals during the day and no doubt into the night and then performances mostly at night with a few matinees. How prepared did you have to be from a nutritional perspective? So things like meal prepping or packing snacks, uh, fitting in your exercise or yoga sessions. Can you tell us what this looked like for you during that time? Yeah, rehearsals is hard because, uh, well, sorry, rehearsals is hard because you just kind of lock in that routine and I'm not a morning person. So I, I used to find rehearsals really hard to eat properly and not at lunchtime, just go and buy junk or burgers or something like that. So I used to be pretty slack through rehearsals, but when it came to, cause I'm much more of a night hour, when it came to the night shows, I could just, you know, have a good sleep in, make sure I packed the lunch or, uh, or got everything sorted. And I much preferred when we were doing like the eight shows a week kind of thing. Um, and it is important, but I must admit, like, if I'm being totally honest, a lot of the times when I was in musicals, I was also just wanting to have fun and live my life. And I probably drank too much and stayed up way too late and didn't look after myself that good at times. But um, at, towards the end, of, well, not, my, not my career, but wanting to shift away from musicals for a bit, I used to take it very seriously and really try to look after my voice and my body as much as I could. I love it. Sam, part of your charm is your honesty. So thank you. <laughs> no worries. Now, how important are the foods you eat in regards to your vocal health? Maybe if you're thinking about it now. Uh, very important. And I guess one thing can be a little bit annoying, which is I find, and I'm sure this isn't good, I find that if I don't eat for say it's a it's a opening night and that's when the nerves are really strong. I used to have slight stomach issues like reflux and um, just get an upset stomach. And I noticed it was always around opening night or uh, rehearsals or just feeling that pressure. So I would find that sometimes I would actually not eat, um, which I'm sure is heaps of water, but isn't the best thing to do. But therefore, if I was going to eat, I realized that it'd be about four hours before and a lot of salad, not a lot of dense protein or um, hard to digest f foods. I would use, yeah, mainly like a, maybe a chicken salad or something like that. And it'd be about three or four hours before I was to sing and perform. And I just felt so much better and clear headed and not my blood sugars aren't kind of doing this throughout the show or before the show. And I just found that really set me up to do a great show. Yeah, that's perfect. And did you find too that you kind of developed a routine once you got into a show as well? 
Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit like I think I've got a little bit of OCD somewhere in these veins. <laughs> Don't um, So I did like kind of having my uh, set kind of program when, when I'd warm up, what I'd drink, what I'd eat, and then. But then in saying that, if you if you're too strict with that, if something goes wrong or you have an extra rehearsal or someone goes off last minute, you can get thrown. So I think you also got to be be prepared. I started getting prepared to be thrown or not too strict with my regiment um because if things go wrong you then feel a bit out of your body and you don't if you, you're kind of playing catch up for the rest of the show and I didn't like that feeling so I tried to not be too anal about it basically yeah. <laughs> try to be a little bit more <laughs> relaxed I love it yeah just chill now do you find yeah. that the foods you eat affect your energy perhaps both on and off stage and if you could give us an example of perhaps a time where you felt you had low energy because you didn't have a chance to fuel up right yeah, I, I think, you know, just the bad foods, the heavy carbohydrates, the dense proteins, I would always feel sluggish or I'd crash at, at half at interval or something like that. If I just, if I had a schnitz or a burger and I just was being lazy for the day, I'd always pay for it and I'd hate it. But I never, you know, if, you, if I had a big salad or if I had um, vegetables and stuff like that, you just, you feel amazing. And you're like, why don't I always do this? But that sugar always, sugar and carbohydrates always get you. Um, so, yeah, that, that'd probably be the things I noticed the most is if I ate the, the bad food, um, you could tell straight yeah. away. Yes. And even like your mu- mucus membrane, like something just, it, it stuffs everything up. <laughs> yeah. So let's just avoid that then. Um, yeah. <laughs> now I'm all about the balance. So, uh, and you, and you pretty much nearly answered this anyway, but can you perhaps Ooh. share with us a time or a period of time, maybe when you felt highly energized because you did fuel up correctly. So maybe the days that you did eat well. Yeah. I used to find when I had, when I was doing high school musical, that was, that was my first professional show out of, um, out of uni and, um, I remember I was waking up every morning and I was, I was going to be like, I'm going to be the best in this musical and I'm going to really look after myself. And I was having a juice and sushi every morning before rehearsals and I was being really strict with it. And I just noticed like I was coming into rehearsals and I noticed I just had more energy than everyone. And I stayed really consistent all day and I was bringing my packed lunches and everyone was like, Oh, he's being so good, but I kind of really got a, a got a kick out of just all day, just having this b- boundless energy, and just really feeling like I was taking everything in. Um, and I noticed then, therefore, on the next musical, when you know it's not your first musical that you need to do the best job at, I I got a bit slack, and that's when I noticed how important that my nutrition was, especially for my nerves and my stomach to do the next musical and when I was being more slack with my food I just I was forgetting things I found it hard to concentrate um I other people were like picking up things quicker and I was like no I need to be the hardest worker um this is a competition even (laughs) even though I'm not actually very competitive um so yeah that that's when I, I really noticed that how about how unbalanced you can get how so quickly now, again, you've probably almost answered this question already. But have you always taken care of your body and your voice? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, if, yeah, if, like I said, if I'm being honest, I'm sometimes a bit, I, I've had to find my centre still to this day. 
I find that, you know, I can do a fad diet for, this is back in the day, probably five, six, eight years. I'd be like really bad, but then be like, okay, I'm going to be really good. And, but, but both would be not sustainable. One would be like, that's too bad. And that's not looking after yourself well enough with partying and drinking and staying up late. And, um, but then still also doing eight shows. Like, as my mom said, always burning the candle at both ends. But then I'd be like, you know, I'm going vegetarian or vegan and I'm going to do it for a year straight. I'm not going to drink. And then, you know, you break, you break both ways. And so I had to keep finding till I eventually kind of, I feel finally balanced now where I can, I can have my fun. I can have my drinks. I can do my gigs. I can let my hair down, but I have a a more general, uh, a more consistent week where I, I follow my regiment and stuff like that. Is it experience, Sam, or do you think it's age? Like that sort of as you're getting a little bit older, are you getting wiser or is it the experiences that you've had in the past with the sort of music theatre and and the band stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute? Um, I wonder what it is because I noticed I was probably, you know, I, I'd say I really do look after myself, but when, when I also realised I, I knew how to not, as well because no one would stay up as late as me no one would drink as much as me no one would party as much as me um but then I'd still never take a show off and I'd still always show up but I used to think I just had (laughs) I just had this ADD or too much energy where I did just find it really hard (laughs) to balance um so I guess it did come with experience like experience I got a little bit better and a little bit better and like I said, probably only in the last few years have I found a really good balance where I don't get carried away with wanting to be the fittest person in the world and then get carried away with eating junk for a week and getting lazy and then going, I'm going to just get obliterated for the next few weekends and like really kind of going that far with it. Yeah. Um, because that would always affect my voice so much when I'd be unhealthy. And then you're like, well, why, if meditation is good and it's not hard to do and exercise is good and it's not hard to do and same with eating well, why can't I do it? Like I used to hate that kind of, why is it just one or the other? (laughs) (laughs) I've got my center now, I think. That's great. That sounds, it sounds almost like you're human, Sam. I feel like people have these daily battles, you know, it's just just part of being a human. Now, can you tell us all about Sam, Sam, but different and how this amazing duo came about now? Ah, so that's, that's probably been the longest running thing. Uh, Sam, my best mate, Sam and I, uh, so Sam and Sam, and then it became Sam, Sam, but different. So good. Um, yeah, we became mates when we were probably 15, 16. I actually met him in pro, uh, grade six though, when I first moved to Shepparton from Echuca and he used to play guitar and I used to kind of always sing and we slowly became mates um, actually through like this show called One Hit Wonders, which was like kind of like a little musical show back in the day when we were about 16. And I remember I said to him, he was playing guitar and I was like, hey, do you want to start a band? And he was like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Oh. And he said, oh, yeah, like if you, if you went away and you learnt heaps of songs, you know, maybe. And he's like, he's really down the line. And I went... So I went away and I remember going, oh, he knows that song, he knows that song, he knows that song. I learned about 40 songs off by heart with, without having to read the lyrics. And I remember I came over and we were just hanging out. I think we were making um, moonshine at the time um, <laughs> <laughs> in his kitchen. 
And I was like, oh, do you know, like Summer of 69? He's like, yeah, he starts playing it. And I sing, I sing the whole song. And he's like, oh, you know that whole song? I'm like, yeah, play Living on a Prayer. And he plays that and I sing the whole song. And he's like, what, when did you learn all these songs? I'm like, oh, we should maybe look at doing a gig. So when we were 17, we did our first gig at Flanagan's, the Irish pub in uh, Shepparton. And what was funny is they just allowed us to do the gig and we had about 100 friends and family came down. But the pub across the road, and it was a Thursday night, the pub across the road was like, why is this pub so busy on a Thursday night? So they actually came over, and after the gig, they said, hey, will you play at our venue? And then Flanagan said, no, no, we're not going to pay you. We allowed you to do it for free. Like, we allowed you to do it, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, but you made heaps of money. Don't you want to put us on? They're like, nah, we don't have live music on a Thursday night. So the ne- from the, the next week on, we actually played across the road at the other pub. And we started building, even back then, this little following on a Thursday night. We were still at, still in high school and uh, we we're playing gigs underage, drinking, playing in a <laughs> pub and rocking up to school um, with, with cash that we got from the gig. And we just thought we were the coolest kids going around that we were playing in pubs at 17. So that's how it started. And basically we did weddings and 50ths and 40ths. And we even with the music theatre, any break I got, it would go back to us doing weddings and gigs like that. Um, But then a couple of years ago, after my injury in Greece, the musical um, where I had to have hip surgery and I wanted to have a bit of break from the eight shows a week thing. um, I, we decided to go full-time music. So now Sam, Sam, Sam and Sam is our original um, music project and Sam, Sam, but different is still our kind of covers and um, party band stuff. Pre-COVID, so you guys, you were busy touring, shooting videos and travelling overseas and in Oz. You're also doing Mm -hmm. live streams, which are amazing, live in lockdown for those who haven't seen them. How does touring affect your diet and self-care routine? I'd say that's the hardest, just travelling in general, even if it's like for a weekend. uh, Well, actually, that's probably the hardest. So, yeah, we were doing about 160 shows a year as Sam Sam but different which and the Sam Luderman band but we put them all together really which is it works out to nearly every second day we had a gig somewhere or and so what I found find really hard is flying to Sydney um or flying to the Gold Coast or flying anywhere for a gig and you 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 kind of just you and I I help run the band so I'm organizing everyone else and I find I either don't eat or I drink three coffees and then I go, oh, now that I'm starving, I'll just get, I'll just get that crappy bit of thing there at the airport on the plane, buy a can of Coke, which I never drink soft drink. And I'm, what, I find it really hard when I travel. If you haven't pre-planned some water bottles, some, some food to take, some nuts, um, that's when it's like a slippery slope. I d- eat healthy that, that weekend and then following that weekend I've got the sugar cravings you can from one bad weekend away where you drink a bit too much and you eat KFC or you're just eating on the road all the time I find in that next week I feel sluggish and my diet doesn't improve I just kind of it slips from there so I, I would say traveling and interstate and international the the times I need to look after myself the most because they're the times that it's easiest to slip Yes, I feel like a lot of performers, especially those who tour, are probably listening to this nodding, going, mm-hmm, yes, that's me, yes, yeah. that's me. Especially like, oh, you know, 
the coffees and stuff to keep you going and 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 yeah like the food that you grab on the go just to kind of fuel and go sort of thing yeah now there's something boring and not exciting about like when when especially when especially when it started when we went to like Malaysia or we go somewhere exciting with my band you want to eat out you want to feel like a rock star a little bit like I don't want to bring a packed lunch in a sandwich (laughs) bag and I want to feel like the lead singer of a band and a bit of a rock star and so that's probably played into it too for sure now does performing in the evenings and the late evenings affect your diet or your health in any way although you did say you were a bit of a night owl didn't you I'm a complete night owl. I actually worry for whenever I have kids um, and we're about to get a new puppy, actually. That's probably even going to make me struggle. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I love performing at night. Um, it's when I had a residency last year, every Saturday night, and that finished at probably 1.30 a.m. That was a struggle because I, it was a really energetic gig. I'd, we'd finish at 1.30. I'd probably usually be a fair few beers deep. It was hard then to not run with that adrenaline and that that vibe of all these people screaming and really getting along to your show. I found it hard to then stop drinking, start to calm down, pack up all the gear. Then it's like 2, 2.30, drive home, lay there, buzzing awake because that that I just I used to have a lot of adrenaline in that gig because I just go so hard yeah and I found like so 4 a.m 5 a.m comes around and I'm still kind of restless and then I felt like then the next day breaking my sleep cycle that much that would really throw me that would make me once again where it's it's a slippery slope it makes me lazy the next day i wake up right before i have to head to the next gig i don't have a proper breakfast i won't meditate i didn't stretch i just kind of get up and go i'm maybe a bit hungover then i start drinking again that's where staying up past like once it gets past 1 a.m it's it starts to go downhill (laughs) So in that case, what a beautiful segue into, do you have maybe your top three tips for taking care of yourself while you're traveling, touring, playing late gigs? Yeah, it's to plan ahead. Um, really, the, my biggest tip to myself is to be like, you know what, you know what is involved in traveling. You know how long you're going to spend at the airport, how early you have to get there, then what's going to happen next. You know what's going to happen. And I'm more of used to be more of like, oh, I'll just go with the flow. And that's where you can get into trouble. So yeah, planning your food and even just making sure you have water with you and some vitamins and just just having those little wins, like taking your vitamin C and having a bottle of water from home and not straight away spending money on junk. I found that could then at least be the first step of going, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be good on this trip. And by having that little bit of preparation at the start snowballs into me being better for the the whole trip. So that would be one. And then one I've have struggled with, but have said already is there's no substitute for sleep. Yes. Um, and you know, you got to put the phone down. You got to have like a, a, a screen curfew find a little routine or some way that you can start to calm your mind down and maybe meditate or try and read or listen to an audio book. I found that important. If I, if I slept, my voice would be, you know, twice as good the next day. If I get that seven, eight hours that I kind of need, I know a lot of people need less, but if I'm to sing and sing well, if I only get six hours or less, it's usually a, a more effort. I'll be fine, but more effort. 
So now what's on the horizon for both Sam Ludeman and also Sam Sam, but different? Um, so we're really excited at the moment with the, with the obviously COVID-19 being so devastating for a lot of people, we've had a silver lining. We started streaming and fortunately had already decided to start streaming this year, would you believe? So we bought all this really good streaming equipment, good cameras and good internet connections mixed into like redundancy systems and all this fancy tech stuff because we're tech nerds. (laughs) And um, so we started live streaming and they really blew up. Um, getting like, you know, 1,500 concurrent viewers or once we had 3,300 households really or individual devices watching. Yeah, so through through the live streams, which we never thought would be a viable thing, we've started selling merchandise, we've got all these fans, we're getting a lot of gigs out of it, but we started releasing our own original music on the streams and it started doing really well. So people are liking our original stuff. So we're really going going to concentrate on that and try and, you know, produce our own music and write our own music and hopefully be able to tour uh, and actually not just play covers, but do our own show as well as probably throw covers in there as well. So as of next year, or hopefully when the restrictions ease enough, we're planning a bit of a regional Victorian regional tour um, to go to all the places that have got a high following from the streams and sell tickets and kind of put together our own show and do it all independently from a label. Um, so we'll sell the tickets. We'll, we'll build all this. Uh, Sam will build all the stuff on the website because he's great at that. And yeah, try to release our own music uh, and keep it going well. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting, Sam. Congrats. That's really exciting. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it's something I've wanted to do my whole life. And I actually looked at the the goals I wrote down at uni, actually, in Ballarat. And I've ticked most of them off, like some, you know, for example, like lead in a musical, get a, I did a movie, I ticked off, got a lead role in a movie, um, you know, did did some TV commercials. There's all these little things I ticked off. And the next, the last one that I haven't ticked off before, I guess I need to rewrite all my goals was release and record and release original music and then tour. So that's kind of the next, the last goal on my, on my high school goal list um, that I need to get before I, I guess I need to reevaluate and put some new challenges like playing on the moon or I want to be the first musician. (laughs) um, I want to be the first musician on Mars actually for when Elon Musk goes to Mars. That's, that's one of my goals. Sound waves work completely different in space or on Mars at least. So I imagine you can't just sing a song in the same way. I don't know how that would work. I love it. Now, listeners, you've heard it here first, Sam Ludeman, first man to sing on Mars, okay? On Mars. <laughs> I'd love to be. So I'm saving for that. First first musician on Mars. First musician Martian. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we go, before we wrap it up, are you ready for the Fast Five as promised at the beginning? Yes. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'd go with chicken parma, salad, and chips. What's your yeah. favourite band of all time? My favourite artist of all time is John Mayer, so I'll lock him in. But if we are going to go with a band, I'd say Linkin Park. Mm. Name the top three famous people that you've ever met or met so far. I got to work with Seal on The Voice, and he was I used to idolise him, so he was probably a big one. I got to have a couple of shots and drinks with Joel Madden, and that was pretty cool. And I know you like you used to love The Voice. Good Charlotte. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And 
who would be the third? Jimmy Barnes. I loved meeting Jimmy Barnes. Oh, um, Jimmy. Meet him. Yeah, at uh, Carol's in the Domain. I think one year we performed there and I got to meet him and I was like, oh, Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> the legend himself. Yeah, I'd, I'd put them up there. Yes. What song would you what? sing at karaoke night? Oh, I'd probably do, I think it needs to be some Bon Jovi, so I'd probably do It's My Life, Bon Jovi. Perfect. Because it's it just get, got that. Gets the bow, crowd going. Wow. <laughs> Something about that and car- the karaoke sound of that. Can't go wrong. I'd be dancing, that's for sure. <laughs> now, what is the strangest food you've ever eaten? Oh, I've eaten some weird stuff. But um, I would say I'm, I was, I'm a Scorpio. So in Malaysia, last time I was there in, I think it was Langkawi. I think it was there. I ate some scorpions or a scorpion oh. and um, some crickets. And that was, that was pretty interesting. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. It's- but but I've, done, I've done it. Sam, you are an absolute legend. Thank you so much for giving us a detailed insight into a professional performer's career and also a behind-the-scenes peek when it comes to health and well-being. You can follow Sam and his amazing band on social media at Sam Sam But Different Band. You can also visit the website and watch all of the live in lockdown sessions on their website and also on YouTube. All of the links will be available on the Need to Know Nutrition social media pages. Thanks again, Sam. Thanks, Belinda. Had fun. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it. Building the Monday.